It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. Yo, man. Boom, it's Rusty. What's up, everybody? It is Thursday. Yeah, I've already been in New York this morning. So, New York and back. So, what's up? What's up? What's up? Back to the, the main streets of uh, South Central Connecticut. And so, with that being said, welcome to the podcast, the public access podcast. I'm your host. My name is Rusty Diamond, and this is on the Quantum Global Broadcasting Network, QGBN. And you can check out other shows on the network, such as When the Gloves Come Off, The Thinking Man's Pro Wrestling Podcast. This is it with Lizzie and Saved by the Ben. And the show is brought to you by Fred Ben Savage as Fuck, Stone Reeds Productions, Hardcore Entertainment, Hypnosis is Great, and Sockemup.org. And today, I have a very special guest. Uh, hey, uh, 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 hey, I got that voice going today. So I'm bringing on my special guest right here, right now. And right here, right now, we have Ilya Marakovich. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How are you doing today? Hey, doing all right. Absolutely excited to be here. Yeah, uh, excited to have you here as well. It's uh you know, it's it's what we do here. It's I have this. <laughs> it's really kind of bizarre. It's uh, I mean, every day during the week, pretty much, I have this time slot. I can't say it. Time slot set out, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's weird. Like, never really know what, who I'm gonna get, what I'm gonna get, or where anything's gonna go. So it's it's kind of a nice. Nice way to start everything, even though I've been out for like six hours, but, um, (laughs) you know what, it's, it's, uh, it's hard to coordinate no matter where you are with it, with zoom and everything it's, uh, it's made the world a lot bigger, but you don't have to have that proximity either of, uh, meeting up with people, whereas time changes don't really matter all that much but now with the whole world going together it's it's tough and like the last four years i've lived in uh all four time zones across the continental u.s so always trying to coordinate in different things different people and so this one like 10 o'clock in the morning is still seven o'clock in the morning on the west coast but it's okay. Well, that's just then, a, you try to you try to navigate any of that stuff, and you're thinking, okay, what's an appropriate time for me to be available? You're going, wait, for which part of the planet? <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> when I have people from you know Australia, New, Australia, and New Zealand, I usually have to do like a five o'clock at night. Um, kind yeah, of a thing, I have so. I have a totally separate booking procedure for people on that side of the planet because of that exact reason where I have specific hours available to anybody who can fit in the normal box (laughs) if you're 12 hours off you're lucky I do 4 a.m wake ups like I'm we can make it work you're doing 4 a.m wake ups for uh, 4 30 yeah with with two littles 
when it was two littles, it ends up being whenever they start screaming about something. But yeah, yeah, that's when the the alarm goes off. Uh, the, yeah, yeah, the organic alarm. Uh, and so, <laughs> I mean, so do you have with your bookings? Do you have uh, a calendar system? One of the online calendar systems you use? Yeah, I just I just use Calendly, and it's been. I mean, it's been perfect. And I and you know what? I know there's very complex convoluted ways to do it i just want something i want to send them a thing they're going to click a button they're going to know when i'm free and i'm officially now a slave to my calendar where if i have to put in there like normal things now so it tells other people i'm not available then so it's been really good to keep me organized which helps with kind of the adhd brain going on and it helps with uh you know i'm running my business and another business and and yeah with crazy kid schedules it's now it's all locked in every week and when it's not that's a meltdown <laughs> when i forget yeah. to put something in <laughs> yep and it you know yeah you have to do it right then or else it's, it's gone forever is something that i've kind of learned forever in. like oh yeah well there's that uh i should probably have done something with that and so with your calendar online i mean so that that's the part I'm still kind of iffy about that doing the uh, the Calendly like I, I always people always ask me not always but often ask where's where's your Calendly Calendly link and I say well I am the Calendly link I yeah. that's that's what I do and so uh, I was Good thinking you, about man. it but I couldn't do it it's it's hard though for me to like say I want to put on my my all my availability online to know that because then it's like people know that i'm here at this time and it's i feel yeah. odd about that still a little bit and well that's I, why i i stick to like office hours so like i try not to it's it's not my whole calendar right so i have like a playground right. within which i say i will be digitally available but that doesn't necessarily mean in this space so sometimes i'll do interviews so we have a physical office space uh, right now I'm in my garage. Uh, I'm hiding it behind this wonderful curtain. And uh, we have this you? other physical physical office space. And sometimes I take meetings there. Sometimes I take calls there. Sometimes I'm at a coffee shop. You know, that's the beauty of the digital era, right? So right. I try to just say between these hours, you can, you can say, I need you to be available at this time. And I will be. And then outside of those hours is when I typically get most of my best work done. <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah. it's the it's it's the 5 a.m to 7 a.m window if i can if i can capitalize on that that's the best time for me i mean that's true that's the time that i like going and doing stuff um because it's nice having that jump on people that you know you do two hours of work in the morning i mean you know but at 7 a.m i mean most people will start maybe eight nine o'clock and you already got two hours under your belt you can kind of, but then it's also more likely non-distracted hours um yeah you're it's well not protects me from my people pleaser <laughs> right yeah because if i'm if i'm doing hard like focused work and there's people around i'm going i gotta like i got that urge to like step in and help <laughs> out or you know uh especially with kids when you hear them screaming in the other room you're kind of like i should go help you know <laughs> <laughs> right got to get going uh got to go yeah. do this got to go got to go take care of business and it's 
It's uh, yeah. So I mean, there. I don't know how much it is. If you have your organic wake up call at you know four or five in the morning, sometimes with the kids. Uh, well, it's, that's the whole thing. I try to I try to take advantage of the time where, like, I just have fun with myself. I used to do the like stay up super late thing, yeah. thinking that that was me like taking care of myself. Like this is time alone. This is like restful and when I made the shift from staying up to like one or 2 AM and instead waking up at like four at four 30 AM, I mean, the, the, the type of rest and, and rejuvenation that gave was so much better. Uh, and, and so I stick to the four 30 AM regardless of the kids. Sometimes it starts at three 30 if one of them has something going on, but it's, so it's four 30 every day and they're up at seven 15 every day. And that's like when they're out of bed. And so that time there is so sacred and it's been so freaking good. Yeah. And I think the productivity is much better in the morning than it is after doing everything all day. And then you want to wind down and then your brain's not going to wind down when you're trying to do a million different, you know, business ventures of sorts and. Well, that's just it. I think that's that's the thing with people today. Everybody's dragged in what, like a million directions all day long, and you're on right. how many different rail lines throughout the day? Where like, like you can't ever like get get going because you're constantly dragged around. And so, being able to carve out this is that spot, and this will go this spot, and then everything in between is sort of uh, we're putting fires out. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. You got to kind of you know, keep uh, on your toes and. Oh yeah. yeah. Keep all the irons and a million different fires. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, makes everything uh, makes everything interesting. But it's uh, sure beats having a boss. <laughs> it sure beats having a boss. It's so that's a weird transition for my my family and I. So we launched my my wife has a, a therapy practice, and we launched that about a year and a half ago, and the process of like her going out on her own and us being in charge of everything that shift you know it's what do they call it the shift from like employee to employer or employee yep. to owner man that shift was that was tough but it set us free for us both to get out of that world so now we're both we both run our own companies and and we kind of help each other across lines all the time and man like the other day we were like what's pto again <laughs> you know, we're like, we're right. like, you know, we're, we're, it's a totally different way of thinking. Um, and there's a totally different level of urgency and relaxation that comes with that. It's, it's such a fun ship. So freaking good. Yeah. It's pretty nice to be able to have that. Um, you know, I don't know if I work less hours than, than I would have if had I uh, stuck with uh, being an employee but it's doing stuff that's furthering me rather than for, you know, the old furthering me rather than furthering someone else. Uh, and, and then, you know, having employees too, I don't know if I want to do that again. I've, I've had employees, I've had a couple and I don't know if it was worth it. I don't know. I thought mm. it would be for, for some stuff, but it might be better just to do it myself and just try to not, I, cause I had a lot more physical 
assets of stuff I was working with uh, when sure. I had people working for me. And yeah, I don't, I, I figured so what, that's not a good thing to do. So what, what made you kind of realize for yourself, like you, you're kind of talking around it, but I'm curious, what's, what was the thing that made you kind of go, okay, I'm done with this. Like I'm going to have uh, employees. Cause that's like part of the question I'm having now where I'm going, okay, at what point do I start introducing team members and try to get people involved to help on the support end? So for you, I'm curious, what was the stuff that made you go, ah, I'm out on that regard? Um, well, I guess for one, it's having to, I mean, even like with, with this show and like other stuff I do with anyone else, I, I have to rely on somebody else. And I don't, I'm, it's, it's a hard thing for me to do sometimes. And, you know, I, I liked being pretty flexible with, with when, when they could work. Um, mm. And, you know, they could do some of the work at my place or the shop or some of it at home. I was doing a lot of um, like, I, I was doing reselling and I had a, a vintage store. And oh, cool. Yeah. The, the, uh, 2020 thing that happened uh, opened oh, up a, right, lot right, of, right. a lot of doors for that one and people just were throwing money and left and right at, at that crap um, I, but then eventually it got to a point where it's, I have so much stuff and then I was just um, but it got to be so I had, I had one employee uh, when I was living in Minnesota and then I, I moved, so I had to, to let her go. And then I hired mm. one when I lived in Utah. And then I got to a point where it was, having a physical space isn't worth it 95% of the time, I don't think. And like I used to have an office too when I started out my, my hypnosis practice and I got to a point just why am I throwing all this money away? And basically when, I don't know, it was, I, I'd rather be out looking for, for stuff to sell rather than, I don't want to be tied down in the shop. So like my hours were mm. not, you know, like the open nine to five or whatever it was. I made it so it was just, you come in when uh, we make an appointment you come in there and you can you so know, your, have, your shop was have, like literally storage <laughs> for when yeah, it was, time came yeah right yeah yeah it started out as a storage facility and then I moved it into a bigger space and um, I was just like well okay so I made it into like did like shopping for uh, like you have to store to yourself to shop so you don't have to have people all around you and stuff was kind of the gimmick. That's kind of cool. So people, so the whole thing was, yeah, you'd book a time to come check out the store and then you'd be able to meander through at your own pace kind of thing. And yeah, you're not, you, there's no like weird, like, are they eyeing the thing I'm eyeing? Like, right. you know, do I, yeah, do, do I need to jump over to the expensive stuff first and try to stake my claim? And uh, it's just, yeah, you get, everyone gets their own, their own spot. And then I got asked the question, what is the price point to just get out of it and just mm. sell sell the shop as a turnkey business? And 
I gave myself a number and you know, it was, it was a number it seemed okay. Seemed, I'd be like, okay, yeah, I'm totally happy with getting out of this. And I knew I wanted to get the hell out of Utah. Um, so I knew that selling the shop at some point would be a good time. And yeah, I asked for double what I was saying would be make me happy. And I got the number that made me happy uh, pretty much exactly. There you go. And I was like, okay, well, I guess, yeah, let's, let's sell this shop. And um, so yeah, I got rid of all that, just gave it to somebody else. And um, yeah, and I'm just like, okay, well now I have, I have some stuff that I resell, but it's just a small little bit and I have it here. I'm not paying for a place to work. Cause like I had, I paid for the place straight up. Um, you know, first day I was there, like I'm, yeah, yeah, I get yeah. a discount if I pay for the whole year right now. Yeah. And so I did, did that because I figured it would help me in the long run. And then I was just like, uh, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. I, sh- I shouldn't <laughs> have done that, man. I, I should have done like a six month, but yeah, I did a year and I think I got out. Um, I think it was just under a year. I think it was like 11 months and I was just like, so not, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I got out and yeah, I gave him, gave him the rest of the month um, as part of the deal. And Fair enough. it worked out and I'm like, okay, let's, let's get out of this. And yeah, he took over the last month or month's rent. I didn't give him like half, I gave him half a month for free or something, but I don't know, but it was, yeah. um, but it was good to, and then also for the most part, you know, like a job, like I don't, so with your job, I mean, as far as hiring employees, I mean, why not? Why not Fiverr or AI? That's I mean, that's just it. Is that's I I did I did ten years working clo- closely hands on with people in super relational work. So I was in ministry, and I mean everything you did was face to face with people uh, all the time. And right. so there, and and the interesting thing is, in that time, I pretty much did little to nothing online except maybe fifa like so except like what? so fifa so just oh, okay, video games. Yeah. soccer game okay yeah. yeah yeah pretty much like had no interest for some reason just never landed for me it was like social media uh i pretty much would like google weird things right like whenever you're curious like how many teeth does a shark have you know but like that was kind of the extent of the internet and so now that i'm in this world where most, if not all, my work is digital. You know, I'm in this huge ocean, and is right when this AI thing, like I, because I kind of dove in right when AI started like popping up, and I'm going, going, I'm going. Okay, that seems like too big a beast for me to try to fully <laughs> understand. I'm still trying to understand Instagram, right? Like I don't right. quite get this, but I'm doing things right, and then now I'm going. Okay, if I want to expand, can I do the AI thing? I don't know. This, mm, you know, I saw. It's on the it's on the it's on the list of things to look into, but something about person person to person that to me just like that makes sense to me a bit more, and so I, I'm hesitant to to cut that out because I yeah I don't mind I don't really mind the management piece. I think sometimes I mean managing anybody's tough, right? Because everybody's got stuff, 
So, right. so, so as soon as you get involved in that, it just gets a little messy. Um, I think, I think so long as the people that I work with are able to be clear, that's kind of all I'd ever really want from an employee. Cause if you can be clear with me, that means I can be clear with you. Right. And that's just, yeah. there's so much more freedom so there to actually talk and communicate. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so, so, okay. So, but Fiverr, uh, F I V E R R. So you can, uh, it's like an outsourcing thing. So you can, uh, you know, hire, hire someone. People. Yeah. But like someone in Bangladesh or something or, uh, so, okay, let me, okay, because I know about this and, and I had another group reach out to me uh, and maybe this is my own hang up here, but I had another group reach out to me about hiring people from the, from, you know, hurting countries, right? So, so right. folks who are going to show up and they're going to work for like $4 an hour, right? right? And I don't know how much of this is like white guilt or like something like, you know, first world guilt or whatever it is or privilege guilt whatever but i yeah. feel so weird about hiring somebody for less than i actually think they're worth you can pay them more and if you want i guess i mean but that's that's what's in my brain when i still like four dollars an hour i'm like i don't know this feels weird but you're right maybe that's maybe that's the move just actually pay them more gosh like see the, thank you yeah. rusty because yeah, i like I mean, you can tip them or you can just uh if they you know they'll give you they usually have a set price you can either negotiate it or yeah, you can give them a tip at the end of their, whatever their service is. Then you can probably just gotcha. work with them. See, that's up. where like, I need to just like dive in and check it out because I didn't even realize that you could modify that thing. Cause again, this is the digital world where my brain, I'm like, here's how much they right. cost. And that's like yeah. the answer. Yeah. It's, it's not, uh, it's pretty, I mean, I'll, I'll help you out if you can, uh, if you can use that. Um, but, I mean, there's a lot of people willing to do uh, a lot of work that at some point we need to hand off. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, man. I like, guess yeah, some of it is. But that's it. Is it's it, that's it. Good. You know, you think you think if someone's willing to do to work and they're willing to get paid for that work and they feel valued by the pay in that work, who am I to say? <laughs> Ah, that's, right. I don't want to participate in that system, but also how do they, how do you move forward and out of that system unless the system exists, right? And I know we can talk about utopia kind of like, we'll give everybody everything, but there's something about that, that it's a little uneasy for me, but I, yeah, if that's actually, look, I'm learning new things. So I'm going to, I'll, I'll dive in a bit more. Are. As long as you're learning new things and that's all that matters, right? Well, that's what I'm saying. The whole digital world for me is so foreign. You know, it's it's very much uh, uh, my interactions with people and talking about. So my work is all about transformation in the lives of men, right? And yeah, that I got to do that hands-on, face-to-face for so many years, and then I realized like there are different there are different needs inside this container versus this digital container, and so it's diving into this world trying to learn about it because this is like it feels like a whole nother world, just like the language and, and, you know, the pacing and my buddy's trying to get me out of TikTok. I looked at TikTok for the first time three days ago. Yeah. That thing, that thing is a black hole. Yeah. It's, uh, I like asking people who are at least, you know, 30 or older or 40 or older. So like asking what they do on there and, um, 
I mean, for what TikTok is, if it's used for the right, the right thing, it's definitely a tool for the people. Uh, you know, they they say it's what you know the the Chinese are are stealing a whole bunch of stuff yeah. or whatever. But at the same point, uh, it's very fast for information to be spread around without filter and mm-hmm. i mean that's powerful for for anyone um you know but then you can also spend time just looking at people twerking their ass and you know i mean yeah. that might be what you're into as well and you know <laughs> e- either way but it's uh it's 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 pretty cool um i was i don't know and it was interesting you know during you know, after 2000 or not 2000, 2020, uh, you know, people getting on there and then watching people sort of blow up and uh, just doing these weird videos. But then, yeah, I mean, then you get past that and you get into some uh, deeper, deeper stuff. And it's like, okay, well, I didn't see any of this happening anywhere else. But here I am on TikTok, this, uh, if it's, you know, it's coming from this comedy uh, app you know what, what what's the validity of it uh, but you know that's people telling the truth uh sometimes in there and you know there's there's some interesting uh rabbit holes to go down on in the tiktok uh or if it's rabbit holes of, of butts that's cool too yeah like, yeah if you're if you're just look if you're here for butts you're here for butts we get it and right. we also have this option over here yeah right that's diving into like what does it mean to be a person like what does it mean to like be in relationship with your family and how do you restore that and whatever yada 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 right i mean yeah it's a wild weird place that's just it is uh somebody described as i as i was kind of considering this option of shifting out of like the professional world right into this this digital creator content creator space somebody described it as just like the wild west in many ways. Uh, and, and there's a lot of good in that. So much good in the ability for the barrier to entry to have been lowered. And it's, it's so interesting. Yeah, like what people will put on. I think that's like, kind of bizarre to me. I mean, you know, I'm a 90s kid. So like, you know, you nailed the like 31 ish. And I, I remember when, you know, MySpace was happening, Facebook started popping off. And it was one of those things where I, for a while, I used it as this, like, as a kid would, as a stupid, like, here's what I'm doing right now. Be like, I'm about to wash the dishes. Uh, oh, Alex just called. Whatever, right? Right. People don't care about any of that. And and then it, there was this, some some shit happened in high school. Maybe it was just like personal paranoia. I have no idea. But I just immediately was like, I don't want to tell people anything. <laughs> I don't want them to know what is going on. And now, yeah, I, and now it's like full circle. It's like no one learned anything from the MySpace or Facebook debacle of like early 2000s, right? Right. Yeah, it was just, I, and you know, not learning from stuff is uh, how you repeat it or make it worse or, <laughs> you know, live in that new reality of, uh, you know, fun times. And with, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, with, I don't know, like I, don't like doing a lot on on Facebook and stuff and but 
you know, I, I, I talk about stuff on here. I don't like talking about like personal, very personal stuff. Yeah, I, sure. I tend to keep, keep that out. Um, but for most of the rest of the time, I, you know, you can't, can't really shut me up too much. So uh, <laughs> may as well have, have something here. And, but I don't know. And it's been odd with, trying to get around you know navigating through because i mean once i i once yeah once 2020 happened i mean i just i unfollowed everyone mm -hmm. um i didn't unfriend them but i you know i unfollowed everyone because i didn't want to hear everybody's opinion about anything that's going on and yeah uh, Nobody wanted to hear my opinion. Um, you know, everyone had their own opinion and whatever it was. And so I was just like, you know what, forget all this stuff. I don't, I don't, I don't care. It's not worth it for me. And then just how much time is wasted scrolling through that and time that I could be doing something way more productive. And um, yeah, I was just like, okay, I don't, I don't need this. And I'm still that way, you know, three years later. That's that's such a great way to look at it though. I feel like so many people get trapped in the, this is the work, right? Some people like they, they right. think that, that this is their way. And in some ways it is like the participating in the greater conversation, but there is definitely, there is a, there is a gap between the digital and the analog, right? If for it to be, to be focusing in on your current world, man. Uh, and, and to some extent saying, no matter how angry I get on Facebook, like, this will not influence at a greater level. It will not influence until it's boots on the ground, like until it's me in there doing the volunteer work, until it's me in, like that disconnect is interesting. Um, but it's the same, I think about, I have a buddy who's a musician and he's been, he's been at it for years, him and his band are trying to, you know, get things moving. And one of the things that he, he talks about is like most every, single person not not like the major major big names but most mid-range bands who are making a good living have some sort of moment where um there was some sort of resources that were pumped into their situation that, that allowed them to push like to get over that initial hump right right but it was how many years prior of the grind <laughs> it's, it's it's all about that initial grind and so many people i think i think so the lie of social media the lie of the internet is sometimes that that grind doesn't have to exist if you just say it enough times and and you can bypass that hard part and suddenly become influential and it's like oh man no <laughs> yeah the overnight success story of 15 years of, yes uh, exactly <laughs> uh, yeah and you're going uh, to you'd, so now now we know so you think 2020 you think 2016 you think whatever the heck's coming up next uh, right and whatever the next big crisis will be there's going to be a lot of people with some strong opinions and and man the the only people that actually hear them are the people that corner in real life you know it's the it's the <laughs> we're hanging out and suddenly now i'm in a political conversation i'm trying yeah. to hang out with a group of people why did you pull me away to tell me this <laughs> right yeah i'm just uh just doing my thing here and you know it's yeah. I mean, for the most part, it's not going to make a difference one way or another, whatever is. 
Well, yeah, and, and if know. you wanted it to make a difference, you there'd be so much more investment. I thought this was, uh, I don't know if you saw this clip, somebody, maybe it was just, maybe, I don't even know how 100% true this is. So somebody fact check okay. this, who knows? But it was Jordan B. Peterson, controversial, right? But he, sure. he there's a little clip where he said, uh, somebody asked him, how did you get all the protesters to kind of like leave you alone? Because he was in, you know, he was in hot water for quite a while there. I mean, society was unhappy with Jordan. And right. uh, and then he sort of went quiet, but didn't stop doing his work. And like the, the anger kind of vanished. And he said, uh, I moved my presentations from like 7 or 8 p.m. to 7 or 8 a.m. He's like, so I would go to these universities in the morning. And all these people who were outraged about what I was doing weren't willing to wake up and protest. And I thought, I thought, what a genius, yeah. what a brilliant move on his part. Again, if it's true, for all I know, this is total crap. But if it's not, he said, it, it, if it's I not, it. <laughs> exactly, it's not unrealistic, which is also so frustrating because think about, you know, yeah, how many people, again, it's people who have strong enough opinions to, to say them when there's no stakes on the line, when there's no risk. Yeah. Right. As soon as you're, you know, you might have to wake up a little early to really put up a fight. Ah, yeah, yeah. no thanks. Yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah, oh, exactly. Good. And it's like, well, okay, well, so, so that's where that's where it's interesting. Even when people, you know, we had um, we have some people in our lives who were pretty pretty opinionated and involved in trying to initiate change. And yeah. it's really hard. It's really hard for me to get super pissed off at a person who cares deeply enough to do something about it. Sure. Right. Like at the very least, like even if I don't fully agree with you, or even if I completely am against what you're into, okay, so you are convicted enough, like this matters enough for you to try and, and initiate a meaningful change. All right. I can I can respect the heck out of that. Like we'll yeah. and we'll figure out we'll figure out policy. But when it's just this sort of yelly thing. I don't want to, why, I don't want to be a character in your play where you're the hero and you overturn the villain and now you feel good about yourself because you yelled about a thing and no, let's get in there. Let's, let's make some changes Let's and, you know, and, and do the thing we got to do. Yeah. And I mean, and being in entertainment and stuff, uh, watching, watching this go down, it just like, and people who, <laughs> who were not agreeing with one narrative all of a sudden we're not getting booked and getting mm. pretty much blacklisted for just for having a different opinion than uh whatever their narrative is that they were running with and i was just like nope nope i'm not gonna i'm not putting into any of this energy i'm not gonna i'm not feeding into it it's just no that's just it because even then, just to what you're saying it's like if I'm in the if I'm in entertainment, right, and I've got my, my thing going on, I'm trying to do my, my my shows, I'm trying to get 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 paid a little bit, right? Right. <laughs> like I might have an opinion, but that's just noise until I'm actively involved in and you know what I mean. So so even at that point, like how many people lost so much because they were people thought their opinion was dangerous. And you're like, okay, right. Their opinion isn't dangerous, their action is what's dangerous. Actually, the, the irony is the more opinions you have and the less action you take, the less effective and, and the less dangerous you are. You're just a yippee dog. 
and nobody's really worried about that you know well, so, and yet so they, they got think. punished somehow yeah. or so yeah. they think yeah <laughs> yeah it's i don't know man it's it has been a whole weird thing and i've been happy i've been on the outside of most of it looking in and able to yeah. see it from um a fairly objective standpoint and just sort of yeah understand the irony and um I don't want to say laugh at it, but, uh, you know, yeah, understand there's some, some humor in it too and watch people, I don't know, watch chaos, I guess, but it's chaos. I know that I don't, if I stepped in, wouldn't do anything either way. Um, yeah. And that it's people, yeah, getting worked up over something that, yeah, like there's nothing. Yeah. People like to do that. They like to get they like to get worked up, like, right? I mean, they 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 need it for some. But I always think it's like a like anger is a is a very active emotion, and and for people who don't do anything, it makes them feel like they're doing something. And just it just it comes back to that same thing where like people who just get pissed off about things. Man, I just feel like they're the most stationary people I've ever met. When you get really, you know, when you get really, really angry, I think there's a, there's an admission, like a public announcement. <laughs> I'm very angry about this thing. And it's like, okay, well, chances are you're angry about it because you don't think you can actually do anything about it. Yeah. And, and if you don't, if you don't think you can, I'm not worried about you doing anything then. <laughs> right. And when you're that angry, you're in survival, fight, fight or flight mode all the time. And again, you're not going to be making the smartest decisions when you're thinking with that uh, brain frequency. So, you know, you're going to end up doing a bunch of dumb stuff anyway. So, you know, yeah, yeah getting getting all worked up like that and angry is it's not going to help. And, you, you know, it's the same thing with the uh, uh, triggered uh, 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 stuff. I mean, and that's also probably with anger is something that in you that you need to work through yourself because something is when you're anger, you're triggered, uh, kind of a thing anyway. And so I, I'm, yeah, I did quotes on, on the word triggered, uh, because I usually do, but, uh, I mean, it's, it's how you're taking on whatever it is, the words or actions that are happening. And you can react to it in a million different ways. And, mm -hmm. um, but I mean, just being able to, and being able to work through something like with it, uh, some sort of trauma or something gets stored in our RNA. And I thought, that it was passed down maybe two to three generations, but I found out recently is about 25 to or 25 or so generations that it'll stick around. Uh, passed down. I don't like to know that. Kids. Don't say that to yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's how, I mean, you gotta, but then you can, you know, work through it in an hour and a half and not pass that on to your kids and their 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 kids and, their kids and, their kids and so on you know, 25 times or so. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's all about finding out how to be okay with everything, be water, 
just and much easier said than done yeah but absolutely can i ask rest i'm curious how do you for you you say how do you do it right uh, uh i'm still learning uh it's, it's still a process and i'm still for sure working on things and uh but i feel i've worked through some some are still going and but sure i mean they're uh but not knowing or recognizing them is i'm past i'm past that part i feel for not knowing and recognizing them i mm -hmm. feel like i've i've recognized anything that is that way for me and for the most part is you know gone down the the hypnosis path and i've been able to work through most everything there's maybe like one or two things still that yeah but i i'm i know what they are and i'm i'm gonna work on those when you know and i get next thing that i'm doing with it and i think it's yeah i mean once you can get to that point i mean like i look at at old hypnotists and I, I look at how they are and how they how they act and how they how they feel and how they you know just their yeah. you know general general demeanor and I'm like okay well they they're doing something right there you know that's uh they got to figure it out and yeah it's not half bad yeah <laughs> yeah I mean uh yeah just yeah not it's it's easy to when you hear a yapping dog when I go over and you know grab the dog uh you know so to say and you know whatever but then it's like well you don't have to you can just let the dog the dog's yeah. eventually gonna just wear itself out and get tired and just wait for that I mean going and grabbing a yapping dog what 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 good's that gonna do it's not gonna really it might, you might just get bit and then yeah yep. then then it's done and now you're angry and you're all caught up and yeah i, I want to ask you about about the, the hypnotism because look i'm not i'm no hypnotist never been sure. hypnotized uh oh, yeah, just listen to that podcast about the uh i think it's called the hypnotist isn't it the one about dante have you heard, have you heard this uh, one uh -huh. Oh. oh gosh, I would look in a minute. I'll I'll send it to you afterwards. Okay, cool. But it's a great, it's a great uh podcast about this hypnotist and his whole story. And like, and the whole time you're like, some of this is a scam and some of this isn't, and this is terrifying. And right, and he he kind of ends up being mostly con man in the end. So not a bad, not a good look in general. So I apologize for that. Right. But what is going on with this thing? <laughs> What? so okay like what like what what like what do you i'm assuming you could fill in the blanks there because i you yep. probably get this a lot but i'm going yeah <laughs> so uh you know i come from the world of professional wrestling and i i feel that 95 percent of what we see and hear and experience is a work and it's i don't believe anything and so like when i uh wait, real quick you know wait wait wait, wait, wait. before we go too far ahead sure you were a a wrestler in the world of professional wrestling yeah did you have a uh i was gonna, I'm gonna call it a stage name i don't know what the actual name is rusty diamond okay 
that's absolutely magnificent. Was this, is this regional? Was this uh, like, I don't, like, um, how does that work? Rusty, you're the wildest person. I've, this is incredible. Okay. I have so many questions. <laughs> okay. No, it's, it's cool. Thank you. Um, I don't know. So I, I kind of like, I don't know. Uh, I guess kind of all over. I like West Coast, uh, mountain spaces, uh, Midwest, East Coast, yeah, yeah, yeah. Canada. Um, but I mean, I wasn't like, you know, big name or anything, or like even like majority of the people wouldn't know who, who the hell I am. But, you know, it was, uh, it worked out pretty well for a little while and I enjoyed it. Um, but I'm still involved a little bit, but I, I don't really. I don't go and I'm not on the road all the time anymore. And which is probably a gift. I mean, for a time, it's probably yeah. a lot of fun. And then at, at some point you're like, I want to, I want to breathe. Like, <laughs> yep. Yeah. I mean, it, it took me getting, getting injured, uh, mm -hmm. not wrestling, uh, to get me off the road. And I, it took a while of like, oh man, I just want to get back. And then after a while I was like, well, and I got some, some goats and chickens here and I can just kind of do my stuff here. And this is nice. And you're like, uh, this isn't half bad. <laughs> yeah. I don't have to, you know, be sleeping in cars, uh, you know, sleeping in weird hotels, living on coffee and uh, bags of food that I'll bring with me and, you know, all that stuff. And so, I mean, it's good to get back. Yeah. Back off the road, but, um sorry hypnotism yeah, so, i threw you i threw you in a totally no, okay, that's yeah, so, <laughs> so i didn't believe in any of it i was like this is it's like a magic show this is all just crap um you, someone's got to be in on it uh and then so when i had the idea kind of to become a hypnotist i looked up hypnosis training in portland oregon called up the first place and talked to the guy for like 20 minutes on the phone mm -hmm. um and then he got he got me to come in there and i talked to him for like an hour and a half and I'm like yeah i don't know man i don't know about this uh, i don't know if it's real or not and um he convinced me so i mean he, he's good at what he does and so I signed up for the class and then the first day I got hypnotized and I think he hypnotized me that day actually too. I'm pretty sure he did. And so like, I was like, okay, this is pretty nice. And then the, yeah, so, yeah, okay. yeah. So I mean, most of our training was unorthodox and we did a lot more of just hypnotizing the other people in our class. And I think there was usually between like six and 12 people in our class at a time. And and the first time I got hypnotized, I just thought, oh, this is, okay, this is real. I love this. This is so <laughs> cool. And I mean, I was totally uh, 100% sober, just like felt like I was, you know, I leave there and felt like I was just driving, floating on a cloud. And, um, and then just watching how, I mean, so, there's, I always like to say this. So there's 
MK Ultra subliminal me uh, messages and stuff like that. And you know how well that works? You know how well that like, I mean, that that works. They wouldn't be doing it if it didn't work really well. So that's the evil side of it. Fair. So, but with where there's, you know, there's the yin and the yang and that there's stuff that if it's that evil and can work that well, it can work that well for good. And so that's where, you know, it's, it's kind of nice. So like, even like, so like people with, I always have this, like anyone with PTSD, like I'll, I'll work with them for free. That's the only thing I will work with people for free um, with hypnosis. Cause I can, in an hour and a half, they don't have to tell me one word about what's going on with them. And usually there's something else, some cause before whatever they think is yeah. the thing that's messing them up. Yeah, there's, always, there's when, a thing behind the thing, which is the thing, right? And yeah. Yep. The thing behind the thing, that's the thing. And then that's when they get into it in their head and they see that and they go, oh, okay, I need to work on this. This is something. And then they can process it in the best environment uh, they can be in. And the cool part is, uh, I like I said, I don't have an office anymore. So people can, they don't have to come into my office. My office was, it was okay. It was, but it was still an office and not a, yeah. as a, a, a friendly of an in, comfortable an environment as your house your your bed your chair your outside on on the deck uh you know out under a tree or something or you know at a coffee shop or wherever they want to be i don't know just uh somewhere where they can be totally into whatever's going on and you know take so, care of them. so yeah. so you have the hour and a half right you say yeah. it's like an hour and a half session so then is it like is it like 15 minutes and then they're hypnotized and then like they're like going up and coming down or is it like an hour and a half and you're like keeping them in space or like like uh so i mean it's probably hmm, i don't know 20 25 minutes of getting them into that space and sure, then yeah. maybe like I don't know, 25, 30 minutes once you're in there. And then maybe yeah. a little bit extra just to like get, you know, get people to come yeah. back. Or if I want to have them go even further and deeper into hypnosis. But I mean, there's still, I mean, I don't know. Some people, some people fall asleep. Some people are, they can keep their eyes open. Um, I don't know. And then yeah. like, I don't, I don't know, I can, yeah, I can do it from, where I, like, I don't even need, if they want to have their screen off, I don't care. Like I can keep my screen off or you can keep mine on. They can keep theirs on and call them on the phone. You know, it's just wherever how, they want to be. How closely related, if at all, is this to like EMDR, brain spotting? Are you familiar with those at all? Um, yeah, like uh, it's in that same ballpark. And same, okay. I mean, same with like, you know, meditation or, uh, yeah, it's like, like a hyper mindfulness, like, right. Yeah. Or a, yeah. Like, yeah. Hyper mindfulness. It's what it feels like at least because every time I've done, so every time I've been brain spotted, yeah, I, I like, it's, I call it the brain defrag where I'm like having 20 to 40 waking dreams all in rapid succession. 
Yeah. And uh, and some and I know again, it's different for other people. Some people are very verbal. I go nonverbal pretty much when I'm getting brain spotted. And it's like at the end of it, you're like, what just happened? But <laughs> yep. But <laughs> and then for like the next two weeks, you're like processing through and like there's so much relief. And and then like the stuff that you were doing like two months prior is gone, you know. Yeah. You're, 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 yeah, you're processing it. And you're, uh, it's not just something that's going to come up whenever it's, it's in that process part. And yeah, I mean, the next, yeah, like you're saying like week or two, it's you're like, oh, okay, well, all right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I see why that's that way. Okay. And yeah, all right. Well, so yeah, let's, we're past that now. And uh, it's, so, I mean, and it's like, when you're doing this, where are you? Are you going into an office? Are you going and doing this uh, online or something? So, or doing this on your own? I did brain spotting two times in an office, one time in my home. And now I do sensory deprivation tanks like once a week. And I self-spot cool. in those spaces. Uh, and man, yeah, it's like, like just the other day, I literally was sitting in, I was in the tank and I was like pretty anxious about you know, just like everything, it all adds up. Right. And and I'm laying in this freaking tank and I'm thinking, man, I don't want to get out of this too soon because I feel like I paid for this time. I should probably take advantage of this time. <laughs> so right. I'm like completely not in the right space, but I'm like, oh, I, I, I got I paid for this. And uh, so then at one point I'm like, you know what? I don't have to be here if I don't want to be here. And like, I got out. And in my brain, it had been like seven to 10 minutes and it had been 45. Oh. And yeah, so, so apparently, so apparently what happened was I had started brain spotting <laughs> and, you know, slipped through. And then on the back end of that was like a little anxious and got out of that. And it was like, so that's, that's like, I love this sensory deprivation tank. It, it makes, yeah. it's a really cool place. Cause even if, it, even if you're not doing deep work, man, just silence. Yeah. Right. Oh, so, so good. Do you have the pod or do you get a room? Uh, so I go to a place. So I live in Indianapolis area and there's a place okay. downtown that you go and you get into a room and then in the room is a pod. So I go in the okay. pod. Okay. So if you can never find one that is like more of a room, it's like a like an open pool, essentially, is what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, like, you have enough room to, like, starfish out, and, uh, like, there's a higher yeah, wall, yeah, yeah. But, it's, but I feel sometimes with the pods that I can't get a full, like, blackout. I can still, I can still see parts of it, and it's, like, but when you're, you have, like, the specific room, uh, I've had much better results in that. And, really? Yeah, I've uh, so that's not see you're so there's this other thing I saw uh on Instagram, it's Sky Cave Retreats, I think. I think that's yeah. out in Washington area or something like that. I'm not hundred percent sure, but they do they do darkness retreats. Cool. And so then I, so I started Googling this thing. Apparently there are these tiny little rooms scattered around the country that for all these different groups, right? Where you can rent this room for like four days and you're just like in a soundproof, lightproof room in the dark Great. for four days. Yeah. And, and I'm like, 
I feel like, yeah, I feel like you, you walk in there as this just ball of mess. Yeah. <laughs> and you come out on the other end as just this transformed person. Just, uh, you know, I do an hour in a, in, a, in a tank and I feel like I'm, I'm rejuvenated. I do four days of that. So I, yeah. I've been curious about that. I don't, I don't know how I would escape for four days to sit in a dark room when I have two kids at this point, but right. sometime yeah, in the near future, I'm optimistic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's uh, some, uh, some wild stuff. Like, so I, I have a buddy uh, who he has a, a podcast called the art of the float. Um, the art of the float. Yeah, okay. he he owns a, a shop in Portland, uh, Oregon, and um, he's been he's been on this show once before. But um, so I thought so with hypnosis, you're not allowed to. Because I saw I thought like how can I make this better? Like, what if I was yeah. getting a massage or something? Like, yeah. but there's laws against it. You're not allowed, unless they're clothed, but if people are unclothed, you're not allowed to do, you're not allowed to be in the room with somebody and perform hypnosis on them. Yeah. There's a lot of, I'll I'll be honest. There, there, there are not many times I want to be in a room with somebody who's unclothed in general, just specific people. Yeah. Right. (laughs) So I was like, well, so I thought, you know, usually at the end of each float, they do, uh, they bring up the music to, as the, you know, get, get out mm-hmm. of here now. So I was like, well, they already, they have music going in there. What if I put a relaxation hypnosis in there and get to play that while I am in the float tank? And yeah. that was awesome. Uh, i I tried it and I had my, my friend try it with me and um, that was a game changer. Uh, cause Pretty there's, wild. yeah, cause I'm not in there. It's just my voice. So like, there's not, it's not me in there with her while she's, you know, yeah in there doing her stuff, but yeah, it's just my voice. And yeah, I mean, it worked great. It was, it was unreal. It was. Um, cause it, I, yeah, I'm wondering, cause yeah, they got the music that comes up. I bet. I bet they'd let me put something through the speakers. Yeah, I mean, there's no reason not to. Like, if you want, even just, uh, um, what are they called? Uh, like, like you know, binaural beats or, you know, anything of of that nature. Yeah, or, yeah. I mean, I just, yeah. I just started to t- trying those out as well. So I'm, I've got, I got pretty aggressive ADHD that I built a lot of systems around to keep myself functional. <laughs> yeah. And, and Smart. the binaural beats, holy cow that and it's a wild thing yeah i absolutely. again this it's one of those things you're like i i i'm in this my brain's thinking a certain way and suddenly my brain it's like like yeah. <laughs> within like yeah. 10 minutes i'm like let's go i'm locked in and yeah i can't and like nothing does that it's so it's it's a very the way that we can manipulate and transform our mind by what we put into it, by what we surround it with, how we expose it to the world or deny it from the world, right? Right. I'm, I'm constantly. I think that for me, it's is where I get constantly humbled being in this work at all. Where I'm kind of like, I have a road and a path that I know works for some people, and 
I also know that there's somebody out there whose road and path is so much more effective and efficient for maybe those same people or somewhere else. And, yeah. and it's like, what a humbling reality that like in wherever you are, whatever you're doing, there's people around you doing work trying to figure out how to make your brain healthy again. <laughs> right. And I mean, uh, it's life-changing. And so why, why not change your life? Go change your life. It's okay. There's nothing well, wrong and, with it. And that's where I like, I'm not a very, I'm not a very woo woo kind of guy. So like, if you, you know, if you were like, Hey, let's go in the woods, breathe and paint each other with mud. I'd kind of be like, yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah. And at the same time, there's so much about the experience of doing something that feels so outside of yourself, right? That is also healing and freeing. And so there's a certain, and even if you go into it as a cynic, I think there is something to be gained from stepping into those spaces and being uh, willing to be present. And, and I think that's where a lot of people get hung up in any of the stuff. They go, well, why would I ever go float in a tank? That sounds terrible, right? Yeah, Hypnosis, yeah, right. Silence in the dark. <laughs> oh, no way. No way am I going to do that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, well, you have rhythms to your life. So if something feels outside your rhythm. If it feels in conflict with who you are. Don't do yeah. it. But if it feels just outside of your rhythms. Yep. Yeah, you got to go. You got to go. Like, <laughs> That's how you grow. You don't, you how don't you grow. grow your repetition. Yeah. You, you got to get a little outside your box all the time. And that's what's going to put you in, in the right direction. And well, that's so, yeah. and, and it's yeah. what's going to remind you of what, what's you and what's not you, right? right? Because so many times, a lot of the mental work and the healing work that people are doing is, um, I say, I call it remembering, it's remembering. If you think about dismembering to yep. have something cut away, remembering is to reattach. And it's so much of our, of our healing work is to like reattach ourselves while allowing the things that aren't us to go away and right. be in that messy process of, of, of doing that. And, and, and you can't always do it alone. You need, you need a mirror, you need something. And there's so many spaces for people to act as mirrors, reflect you back to you to bring you back to yourself. I don't know. Right. I just think, yeah, I, think I think the resources are plenty. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I mean, they're totally, I mean, everything's out there and, I mean, you want to learn anything that's out there, you can go to uh, where I finished up school, um, YouTube U. Uh, great, YouTube great U. program there. And uh, if you really, I mean, if you really want to learn anything from college, uh, Harvard, Stanford, MIT, all have all their courses online for free. And all yes. the, so, I mean, if you want to learn anything that's out there, um, get outside your box a little bit, open, uh, you know, Right. Get, get, it's okay to feel better. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with feeling a little yeah. better. And it's not going to hurt. It's okay. It's, it's okay, okay to feel better. You, right. you don't have to feel bad to be real. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. You, don't, you don't have to be your, uh, your trauma. You don't, have to, you don't have to be the thing that's wrong with you. That doesn't have to define you. And I think yeah. some people think that once that's gone, who are they? And I think that yeah. is a bigger problem in, in this world than is acknowledged. And I, it's, I, I wish that that stigma gets taken down, but it feels like it's been pushed more recently. And yeah. I think it's there's, really- There's an unfortunate problem. way that they've set people have kind of communicated whatever's happened to you 
defines you. And there's almost an unintentional secondary way that that gets communicated, right? When they they talk about how much work needs to be done. Like, I think right. uh, everybody out there kind of says, you know, you know, COVID, everybody was traumatized. And the answer is, no, they weren't. Right. I mean, they were like, they were like literally not. There were, there were, <laughs> there were, there were moments and people like it, but not everybody. Right. And I mean, everybody I would, had a hard time. Yeah. Wow. I, 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 yeah. I loved it and I thrived. Um, yeah. so, <laughs> like this is, let's go back. Yeah. <laughs> I, it was great, man. I, so I, I was, yeah, living in, when I started, I was living in Minneapolis uh, and I, well, right outside Minneapolis and I was going to move on to the block the day before the, the block where George Floyd happened. I was going to move on to that block the day before, but then I ended up moving to Southern Minnesota instead. And, um, down there, there wasn't really anything going on with, with COVID. And then Iowa, nothing happened. Nothing changed at all. I was 15 minutes from Iowa. Iowa was business as usual the whole time. Nothing, nothing mattered. So I just go hang out in Iowa, man. It was, it was hanging great. Out in Iowa. Yeah. Hanging out in Iowa, man. I never thought I was like, why would I go to Iowa? But man, I, I loved Iowa. Um, it's funny how that's, I, I think that about a lot of states, sorry, all the states that no, I- No, that's cool. There's always, there's, always, there's always that question where you're like, why would I ever go there? And then like, you go and you're like, this is why. Right, <laughs> like, same with amazing. Wyoming. Wyoming, and mm-hmm. I was like, well, uh, oh, I'd go to Wyoming. I'm like, oh, shit, this is nice. This is really nice here. And <laughs> like, you're like, why do I suddenly feel a lot better all the time? <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so I have, I have a question. You said you're in Indianapolis. Yes. Area. Have you been to a Skyline Chili? Are you familiar with okay. Cincinnati Chili? Are you going to say? I'm, I'm familiar with. I find it disgusting. I, I look, I, I don't, I don't have like a deep love or a deep hate for it. It's very much just like it exists, but I'm never going to pursue it. That's what I'll say. I'll, if someone cool. said, let's go to skyline, I would go, can we do something else? Yeah. But I'll go if we do. Yeah. Right. Cool. I, I just I ask if anyone's uh, in that area and I, I like to like to know what their opinion is. Um, what is it? I feel like it's controversial. But I'm not having an opinion, right? So many people are well, like diehard either way. Yep, or else and like I, no way. I, this been, stuff looks terrible. I've been attacked because I'm not worried about it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Such is life with everything else. It's just on a, exactly. on a different level, man. Um, so hey, uh, where can people find you to find your your work, how to work with you? Uh, I didn't even talk. You have a podcast. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a, so I got a podcast called The Disintegrated Man. It's conversations about uh, reintegrating yourself back to yourself, right? And uh, conversations with different men who've gone down that road. Um, a couple standalone episodes. It's a good time. We'd love to see you guys there. Uh, on Instagram, it's EM Coaching LLC. Nice and easy. Can't get it wrong. Uh, and same place, that's resources for men to uh, overcome their shadow, reclaim their voice. Uh, and, and step into a transformative experience for life. And there you're going to find all my stuff. It's all it's all up there. And if you want to contact me, reach out to me, you can do it through that. But yeah, it's nice and easy, straightforward stuff. Yeah, which it should be. Uh, you don't want to get too complicated uh, in this. Yeah, this no, you can world. help it. Yeah, you got to keep it, <laughs> keep it simple. And uh, yeah, um, 
yeah so thank you again yeah for being on here and i'm glad we got to talk not know what we're gonna talk about and get to just go and see where see where the conversation goes and that's what that's what makes this uh something i look forward to at 10 o'clock every morning so um yeah so yeah thank you again for being on and everybody go go check them out and yeah have a good uh good rest of your day well yeah we'll Absolutely. talk soon all right thank you to you thank you to all the folks this is awesome love it you bet later bud all right that is Ilya Morakovic Morakovic Ilya Morakovic um yeah you guys check him out that's what it's there for. That's why I have people on here to check them out. And once again, yeah, you guys go. I should have told them about that uh, thing with, uh, he's right there in the area, Jonathan's meetup on Zoom. But I guess it's on Zoom, so anyone can go there. Uh, shout out to Jonathan from Indianapolis as well. So Everyone, thank you for listening to the Public Access Podcast, the podcast here on the Quantum Global Broadcasting Network, QGEBN. Again, yeah, sponsors, uh, Fred Ben Savage as fuck. Uh, Stone Reese Productions, Hardcore Entertainment, Hypnosis is Great, and SockMuff.org. And check out the other shows on the network. Uh, when the gloves come off, the Thinking Man's Pro Wrestling Podcast. This is it with Lizzie and Say by the Ben. And that is the show, man. Boom. It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. Ernest! 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 <coughs> yes, Pee-wee. You brought the snacks, right?